Each year, 16 million thunderstorms happen around the world, and at any given moment, there are about 2,000 thunderstorms in progress. This is Simple Joe for Monday, April 5th, 2021. I love thunderstorms. Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved thunderstorms. Thunderstorms, lightning, high winds, rain. I love watching thunderstorms. I'm always that guy that stands out on his front de- on his front porch or back deck and watches the thunderstorm as it rolls in. When I was a little kid, I think it starts with this. When I was a little kid, I saw a, tor- a tornado run through a neighborhood several miles away but the vantage point that we had you could see the tornado just devastate this area the area was on the west side of cincinnati we lived in in a little township in on the west side of cincinnati called delhi and this this tornado ripped through a town west over from us called sailor park and it just destroyed sailor park and you could see it from where we were up on a hill, but in the basement, you could see that that tornado just devastate this town. And ever since that, and God bless those folks in that town, their homes were devastated and they had to rebuild their lives. But it's a, it's something strange happened to me that that day. I've just been enthralled with tornadoes and thunderstorms and that kind of thing. Lightning, love it. Love it. Just sit on the front porch, back deck, just watching them. Just watching them. Well, hello, my friend. I am Joe, and this is Simple Joe, the show where you'll hear me practice podcasting. I'm going to talk about things that strike my interest, like thunderstorms. Sorry for that little tangent there, but I love thunderstorms. Lightning, rain, the whole thing. I'm going to talk about things that strike my interest. Like I said, I do this show every single day just to help me become a better podcaster. Speak into this microphone, into this recorder, and send it out to you. I love talking to you every single day. Well, the weather today in Cincinnati was beautiful, much warmer than anticipated. We reached a high of 80 degrees. It's 70 degrees right now at 8.55 p.m. here in Cincinnati. We reached a high of 80 degrees and a low of 51. Tomorrow, we expect a high of 79 and a low of 53. Today was sunny. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Wednesday, we expect a high of 81, low of 60, sunny again. We got some rain coming in Thursday, 76 on Friday. Got some beautiful days coming ahead of of us here in Cincinnati. Saturday, looks like some rain throughout the day. Not much sunshine. That's too bad, too, because the grandkids are coming over Saturday. We're going to hang out together and see what kind of trouble we can get into. But a gorgeous day today. For my friends in or near Sicklerville, New Jersey, thank you so much for listening. Right now it is 62 degrees Fahrenheit. You saw a high of 68 today and a low of 47, but a whole lot of sunshine. Low of a high of 71 tomorrow and a low of 43. Got some sunshine coming tomorrow. Wednesday, Thursday, some cloudy some clouds on Friday. But Wednesday is going to be 69. Thursday is going to be 69. So nice, some nice weather coming up ahead of you. Saturday and Sunday, you're going to get some rain as well. Sicklerville. again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. In 1856, Booker T. Washington was born. 
he would have been 165 years old. In 1900, actor Spencer Tracy was born. He was born in 1900, yeah, 1900, and died in 1967. He would have been 121 years old today. Betty Davis was born today in 1908. Who can forget that song, Betty Davis Eyes, by Kim Carnes from the 80s? Honestly, when I first heard that song, that raspy voice of hers, I thought it was Rod, Rod Stewart singing the song. But it ended up being Kim Carnes. I don't think she's had a popular song or hit song since Betty Davis Eyes, but that's a pretty good song. Kind of an earmark song of the 80s. Betty Davis would have been 113 years old today. Actor Gregory Peck was born in 1916 today. He would have been 105. He died in 2003. Colin Powell was born today in 1937. General Colin Powell, when he was leading the Iraqi war, the first Iraqi war, I believe it was the first Iraqi war with with George H.W. Bush. He had a famous quote about, about that war and the strategy in that war. He says, our strategy is going to go after this army. Let me start over. Our strategy in going after this army is very simple. First, we're going to cut it off, and then we're going to kill it. Spoken like a true soldier, huh? In 1964, Kid, otherwise known as Christopher Reed, Kid from Kid and Play, was born today. He is 57 years old. If you're wondering which one is Kid from Kid and Play, Kid is the one with the tall hair. And in 1973, Pharrell Williams was born today. He is 48 years old. He has my favorite song by Pharrell Williams and the only song I know by Pharrell Williams or Pharrell. I hope I'm saying it Pharrell correctly. Is happy. I love that song, Happy. It's on a playlist that, interestingly enough, we call happy music. And I play it whenever, whenever we drive for vacation. Happy birthday, Pharrell Williams. The song We Are the World was played simultaneously by an estimated 5,000 radio stations on this day in 1985. Also, 407 years ago today, the first interracial marriage was recorded in North America. Pocahontas, the Native American daughter of Chief Powhatan, married colonist John Rolfe from the English settlement of Jamestown. Pocahontas' descendants through their son Thomas, include members of the first families of Virginia, first ladies Edith Wilson, and Nancy Reagan. Interesting. And astronomer Percival Lowell. So I guess that's what's, what that's saying. I'm not sure I read that properly for you to get the gist. So I'm just going to read it again. Pocahontas's descendants, through their son Thomas, include members of first families of Virginia, first ladies Edith Wilson, and Nancy Reagan and astronomer Percival Lowell, all related to Pocahontas. I have been on this slow, interesting quest for minimalism. I'll be honest with you, like as if everything I've said up to you to this point is a lie. But if I could, if I, I would rather just live with nothing. I say that with all this junk piled around me from the move. But the less I have, the more peace, the more at peace I am. The less stuff around me, the more at peace I am. And I discovered these guys, the minimalists, and I think I've talked with them, uh, talked about them a couple times. Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, Ryan Nicodemus, <laughs> Ryan Nicodemus, 
otherwise known as The Minimalist at theminimalist.com. They have a great podcast. Language can be a little salty here and there, but a great podcast on minimalism. The whole idea behind minimalism is get rid of the stuff around you. Get rid of the stuff that's meaningless to you. Get rid of the stuff that doesn't bring real value to your life and make room for the things that do bring value to your life. Get rid of the junk, whether it's mental junk, physical junk, emotional junk. It's easier to start with the physical junk because you can, you can see that, touch it, feel it. But what that does is it helps you move on to getting rid of the mental junk and the emotional junk in your life to make room for those things that you really want, that you really desire, that you really cherish, that you really value. I think the more, the, the more possessions we have and the more we strive for stuff, the less connected we are to ourselves and to the people around us, the people we love the most. I'm, uh, I'm on this quest. It's slow. It's slow. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking on this quest. So this little bit that I'm going to read uh, is from the Minimalist Free Book. Rules for Living with Less. It's actually Minimalist Rule Book, 16 Rules for Living with Less. And you can actually download it. Just go to theminimalist.com and download it free. You can read all 16 rules. But I'm going to be touching base here and there about minimalism and these rules. And I'll, I'll throw in a rule here and there. Let's start with, I think this is actually rule number three. But I'm not going to number them because I'm going to jump around from the list that I have here from that book. If you want to read all 16, just go to the minimalist.com and download their rule book. And I'm not sure my description of minimalism really did it justice. Generally, again, the idea is get rid of the junk in your life so you can make room for the things that you value the most. Get this stuff out of the way, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it is. So here it comes. Everything you own can be placed in three piles. Essentials, few possessions should fall into this pile. These are the necessities we can't live without. Food, shelter, clothes. While the specifics change for each person, most of our needs are universal. Then comes non-essentials. In an ideal world, most of the things we own would fit in this pile. These are the objects we want in our lives because they add value. Strictly speaking, I don't need a couch, a bookshelf, or a dining table in my living room. But these items enhance, amplify, or augment my experience of life. And then comes junk. Sadly, most of our things belong in this pile. These are the artifacts we like or more accurately, think we like, but they don't serve a purpose or bring us joy. The average American home contains an overabundance of stuff, hundreds of thousands of items, and most of it is junk. While this junk often masquerades as indispensable, it actually gets in the way of a life worth living. The key to get rid of the junk to make room for everything else. The key is to get rid of the junk to make room for everything else. Of course, the personal effects in these three piles are different for everyone. So we've created some more rules to help you get clear on what's valuable 
and what's simply taking up space. So we have three things, three piles that everything we own falls into. The essentials, those are the things we can't live without. Food, shelter, clothes, we have to have clothes. We have to have shelter, we have to have food, generally. However, there are those people who I'm sure are in this world, somewhere in a living by themselves, in the woods, that run around naked. So that's arguable. (laughs) You definitely need food, water, shelter of some point, some way to keep out of the elements. So the elephant elements, elephants, so the elements don't kill you. But those are the essentials, food, water, shelter, clothes. Then we have the non-essentials. These are the things that we don't necessarily need, but we want because they bring value to our lives. They make us just a, just a bit more comfortable. He brings up examples like a couch, a bookshelf, a dining room table, a desk to work on, a laptop, things that make our lives easier, things that bring value to our lives. I think the problem is there are so many things that we consider essential that aren't really essential, that they clutter up our lives and we have no room left for the things that are important to us. And then junk, that's where most of our stuff really is. It's in junk. Just this, these piles and piles of stuff. And it's really, it really hit me with this move. Because this move, I had the opportunity to touch almost everything that I own. Boxes of stuff, piles of stuff. And it was overwhelming. And I'm somebody that likes to throw stuff away. I'm somebody that likes to get rid of stuff. We had 10 times more boxes, and that's almost a literal statement, 10 times more boxes than I thought we would have of just stuff You know, we had boxes with bags that are inside bags that are inside bags and things that have moved from closet to closet to closet to home to home to home that that provides no value whatsoever stuffed in a box somewhere in a closet for what my kids to for my kids to take when I die. It's not bringing me any value. And you know what my kids will do with it? Yep. They'll throw it away. They'll throw it away, probably, unless somehow in my will I've guilted them into keeping it or they have a, some overwhelming sense of guilt. But eventually, if not my kids, their kids are going to just throw it away. So why not just save them the trouble? <laughs> why not just save them the trouble? Get rid of the stuff in our lives. Get rid of the stuff in our lives that, that clutter our mind and clutter our emotions. I can go off on a weird tangent with this, and I won't. I think you get the gist. I think you get the gist. There's a repeat. There it is. Sorry. Wonder how many times I did it this time. I can't stop myself. I have a few more books left from the show yesterday. The Case for Easter by Lee Strobel. I hope you take advantage of that. I'll send it out to you. Absolutely no charge. I'll even... Take care of the shipping. Well, actually, Amazon will take care of the shipping because that's where I'm getting them from. And if you want the the digital book, the Kindle version, I'll be happy to send that to you as well. Just just send me a text. 
asking for the book. Say, hey, Joe, I want the book. We've had a number of people ask for the book, and those went out today. Just text me, 513-399-6468, 513-399-6468. I'd love to send it to you. It's a great book, especially if you're a non-believer and you're brave enough to read a book like this. I challenge you to check it out. Text me. Just say, Joe, I want the book. 513-399-6468. Here's the deal. Would I rather get one grant, one wish granted today? Would I rather get one wish granted today or wait five years to get three wishes granted? And of course, no wishing for more wishes. Would I rather get one wish granted today or wait five years to get three wishes granted? Today would be one and done. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. If I was guaranteed to, if I was guaranteed somehow I'd be alive in five years or 10 years or whenever this is five years. If I could guarantee I'd be away, I'd be alive in five years, I'd gut it out and wait five years for the three wishes granted. If it was if if I'm not guaranteed, I'm gonna think of something big and and get it today, whatever it might be. If I had one wish, that would be it, that would be a great question. If I had one wish and it had to happen today, right now, if it doesn't happen by midnight tonight, what would that single wish be? That would take some thought. I'm not going to broach that right now. Would I rather get one wish granted today or wait five years to get three wishes granted? Let's assume by the nature of the question, I'm going to be around in five years. So I'll have the patience. I'll wait five years to get the three wishes granted. If I'm not guaranteed that five years, then I'm taking the one wish right now. And today's quote comes from Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So true. I was reading today about The, mm, I've just completely gone brain dead and I'm going to keep this in. I'm not going to edit this out. I've completely gone brain dead. I'm exhausted. Had a hard day at work today. Did some work when I came home from the house, the law of attraction. There we go. All I had to do was start making excuses. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If I had. Yeah, I was reading today. Let me get back on track here. I was reading today about the law of attraction. And I'm trying to read this book, The Last Law of Attraction You'll Ever Need or You'll Ever Buy or whatever it is. I'm sorry, folks. I can't I can't get through this book. I think it's BS. I, I think that the law of attraction as it's presented in these books is a science as a as a science, as a as vibrations through the universe. I I think it's BS. I do. I believe that there is a law of attraction in such that when we concentrate on something, our subconscious 
attracts us to those things, but not as a universe where the universe is giving us this stuff. But we start taking actions, even micro actions that we don't even know we're taking little glances, little movements, little, little thoughts, uh, a tiny, a tiny thing here or a tiny movement there. I'm not doing my explanation justice right now, but the idea is when we think about things, when we think about what we want, when we think about the life we desire, subconsciously, we take action towards those things. It's not the universe sending us these things. Subconsciously, we take tiny little actions towards those things, and those tiny little actions become habits, and those little habits become excellence. And that's how I'm connecting this quote (laughs) from Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Again, send me a text, 513-399-6468, and I will send you Lee Strobel's The Case for for Easter, completely free, shipping and all. That'll wrap up for today. I'm a little, I don't know, I'm, I'm not feeling good about today's episode. Some days are better than others, right? feel like I rambled on a bit. Wasn't sure I was terribly coherent. Well, I am a little tired today. But let's go ahead and wrap this up for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to me fumble all around my words and trying to gather my thoughts. You mean a lot to me. I love coming here this mic every single day to talk to you. Come back tomorrow. We'll see what happens then. Then, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Take care.